everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode one of Chapters. And tonight's chapter is a chapter from Dr. Wayne Dyer's book entitled Wisdom of the Ages. This book is a collection of all kinds of teachings throughout history from different philosophers um, and really important people spans decades and uh, centuries over time Um, he's kind of gathered together what they were teaching and put his own modern spin on it and kind of a his own perspective also kind of kind of makes it a a easier to understand Um, some of these teachings are a little bit difficult to understand so he kind of just puts them in his in a way that's easier to grasp Um, yeah so this title is or this chapter is chapter six and it's called triumph Let's get into it. Chapter 6. Triumph. The six mistakes of man. Number one, the illusion that personal gain is made up of crushing others. Number two, the tendency to worry about things that cannot be changed or corrected. Number three, insisting that a thing is impossible because we cannot accomplish it. Number four, refusing to set aside trivial preferences. Number five, neglecting the development and refinement of the mind and not acquiring the habit of reading and study. Number six, attempting to compel others to believe as and live as we do. Marcus Cicero, 106 B.C., 43 B.C. Roman statesman and man of letters, Cicero was Rome's greatest orator and its most articulate philosopher. The last years of the Republican Rome are often referred to as the age of Cicero. It absolutely amazes me when I consider that over 2,000 years ago, our brilliant and persuasive ancestors were walking on the same soil we walk on, breathing the air we breathe, watching the same stars we view at night, and being awed by the same sun we see every day, and speaking and writing of the identical concerns we all share today. There is a profoundly wondrous connection to those people that thrills and mystifies me as I read what they were trying to tell their fellow citizens and me as well. A citizen who just happens to have appeared on the same planet a couple thousand years later. Cicero was once called the father of his country. He was a brilliant orator, lawyer, statesman, writer, poet, critic, and philosopher who lived in the century before the birth of Christ and was momentously involved in all the conflicts between Pompey, Caesar, Brutus, and many of the other historical characters and events that make up ancient Roman history. He had a brilliant and long political career and was an established writer whose work was considered the most influential of his time. In those days, however, dissidents were not treated kindly. He was executed in 43 BC, his head and hands displayed on a speaker's platform at the Forum in Rome. Cicero outlined the six mistakes of man as he saw them evidenced in ancient Rome. Twenty centuries later, I repeat them here with a brief commentary. We still can learn from our ancestors of antiquity, and I trust my corroboration of Cicero's six mistakes will not lead to my head and hands being displayed on our National Speakers Forum. Mistake number one, the illusion that personal gain is made up of crushing others. This is a problem that unfortunately is still with us today. Many people feel like they are able to elevate themselves into importance by finding fault in others. I recently watched an internationally successful motivational speaker being interviewed on television. His approach was, I am better than everyone else. No one else can provide the tools for living that I can. Don't listen to those who are only providing a pep talk. They are all inferior. I couldn't help but think of Cicero's number one mistake. 
There are two ways to have the tallest building in town. One way is to go around crushing everyone else's buildings, but this me method seldom works for long because those having their buildings raised will eventually come back to haunt the crusher. The second way is to work on your own building and watch it grow. And so it is in politics, business, and our own individual lives. Mistake number two, the tendency to worry about things that cannot be changed or corrected. Apparently, people in the ancient world spent their energies worrying about things they had no control over, and little has changed since. One of my teachers put into me quite consistently. He said, first, it makes no sense to worry about the things you have no control over, because if you have no control over them, it makes no sense to worry about them. Second, it makes no sense to worry about the things you do not have control over, because if you have control, it makes no sense to worry. And there goes everything that is possible to worry about. Either you have control or you don't. And either way, worry is a huge mistake. Mistake number three. Insisting that a thing is impossible because we cannot accomplish it. Many of us are still afflicted by this penchant for pe pessimism. Too often we jump to the conclusion that something is impossible simply because we cannot see the solution. I have heard many people tell me that angels, reincarnation, soul travel, communication with the deceased, travel to distant galaxies, genetic surgery, time machines, travel at the speed of light, miraculous spontaneous healings, and so on are all impossibilities, simply because they cannot conceive of such ideas. I wonder how many of Cicero's contemporaries could foresee telephones, fax machines, computers, automobiles, airplanes, missiles, electricity, running water, remote controls, walking on the moon, and so many of the things we take for granted today. A good motto is, no one knows enough to be a pessimist. What we can't fathom today will be the accepted reality of those who reside here 2,000 years into the future. Mistake number four, refusing to set aside trivial preferences. So many of us major in minor subject as our way of life. We allow our precious life energies to be spent on worry about what others think of us, petty concerns about our appearance, or what labels we are wearing. We consume our lives in anguish over squabbles with family or co-workers and fill our conversations with drapery talk. Ego becomes the driving force of our lives and with our self-importance persistently taking center stage. We go around see hunger and starvation on our planet, but become impatient when we must wait five extra minutes for a table in the restaurant, where half the food will be discarded as garbage anyway. We hear about children maimed and killed by guns and gunmen by the thousands, yet we accept it as a condition that we can do nothing about. In our own personal lives, too many of us believe that we are unable to make a difference on the larger issues, so that we, are, so that we immerse ourselves in the game of our ego-sponsored trivial pursuit. Mistake number five, neglecting development and refinement of the mind and not acquiring the habit of reading and study. It seems that w when we finish our formal schooling, we have completed our development of the mind. We have adopted our credo of reading and studying for the purpose of taking the examination and earning our merit in the form of a diploma or an advanced degree. Once the certificate is in hand, the need to study and refine the mind is terminated. Cicero must have noticed this same tendency among his fellow Roman citizens and warned them that it could be a prelude to the downfall of their empire, and so it came to pass. Our lives are greatly enriched when we immerse ourselves in literature and spiritual writing, not because we are going to be tested, but purely for the sake of personal enrichment. You will find that daily reading and study provide you with a deeper and richer experience of life of all ways. Mistake number six. Attempting to compel others to believe and live as we do. Obviously, we are all still guilty of the sixth mistake. 
Too often we feel victimized by those who are imposing on us their views of what we should be doing and how we should be living. The result is a high state of tension and resentment. No one wants to be told how to live or what to do. One of the specific traits of highly functioning people is that they have no desire or investment in controlling other people. We need to remind ourselves of this truth. And take advice of Voltaire in his last line of Candid. Learn to cultivate your own garden. If others want to grow cabbage and you choose to grow corn, then so be it. Yet there is a propensity to peer into the lives of others and insist that they believe and care in the same way as you do. It is a common mistake of families to impose their will on everyone else in the unit. It is also a common mistake of government officials who are determining what is best for everyone. If Cicero's mistakes are an unwelcome part of your life, consider the following six suggestions. Number one. Put your attention on your own life and how to improve it. Catch yourself when you are engaged in the habit of verbally crushing others and stop instantly. The more you become aware of tearing down the buildings of others, the sooner you will shift in constructing your own tall building. Number two, ask yourself as you experience worry, can I do anything about this? If it is out of your control, then let it go. If there is anything you can do, then shift gears and work on that strategy. These two questions will get you out of the worry habit. Number three, anytime you confront a problem that you feel is impossible to solve, remind yourself this is nothing more than a solution waiting for the right response. If you can't see the solution, begin the process of investigating who can. There's always someone who can see it from a possibility rather than an impossibility perspective. Remove impossible from your vocabulary entirely. Number four, Give yourself assignments to work on what you consider the most significant issues facing all of us. Give up some of your self-indulgent activities in favor of these greater tasks and remind yourself that in some small way your contribution to the resolution of major social problems is making an impact. Number five, give yourself time to every day to read spiritual books or listen to tapes in your spare time. Maybe while driving, make a habit of attending self-improvement seminars or lectures in a community of all sorts of mind-refining subjects. Cultivate your own garden and let go of your tendency to examine and judge how others cultivate theirs. Catch yourself in moments of gossip about how others ought to be living and rid yourself of thoughts about how they should be doing it this way or how they have no right to live and think as they do. Stay busy and involved in your own life projects and pursuits and you will be far too busy to care, much less compel others to believe and live as you do. From ancient Rome, Cicero, the great statesman, orator, writer, and philosopher, gives us all a lesson in living. Don't make these same mistakes that mankind has been making throughout the centuries. Instead, vow to eliminate them from your life one day at a time. Alright guys, that concludes our episode for today. That is episode one. That is a chapter from Wisdom of the Ages by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, I chose that chapter because I thought it would be a very good chapter for the first episode. Um, He's basically pulling from Cicero's teachings and a lot of the stuff that Cicero was teaching and he touched on, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, really kind of impacted me. I thought it would be a really good fit for the first episode just because they're basically talking about um, what's going to serve you in your life and uh, you know I really liked the part about um, you know letting letting others cultivate their own garden 
while you cultivate yours. And uh, I feel like too much of a uh, of our time is consumed in front of a screen, or you know, comparing yourself to someone else uh, via social media or whatever it might be. Um, and yeah, it was a really good listen because it kind of gives you that perspective of shifting to you know concentrating on yourself and um, not so much comparing yourself to others or being competitive with others. Um, just cultivating your own thing and letting other people cultivate theirs without the judgment Um, and that's the real way to get ahead in life Uh, I really liked this chapter too because there's a lot going on politically right now and um, the first uh, yeah the the very first mistake of man um, the illusion of that personal gain is made up of crushing others I feel like we have a someone in office right now who that is their whole approach to um, everything that they do, Um, trying to be the best all the time um, and be the only one who's the best, and if you're not part of their team, you're not on the best team uh, versus all of us being on the same team. So yeah, it was a really good read. Hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as I did reading, and we'll see you for episode two. All right.